The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin, and I don't know why you're already laughing. Because you, you paused, like, for a good, like, five seconds in between me going, hey, are you ready? Well, <laughs> before I you said, actually I'm know ready. What you were. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> we haven't done this in two weeks, clearly. Like, that's what's happened. In my mind, we'd already started the episode. I don't know. <laughs> we did already sing a song. Uh, we know. did already sing a song, and hopefully, I mean, I know you can't, like, We've already, we just started the episode, right? Yeah. But like, hopefully, at some point when we do another clip show of outtakes, that'll go on there. I might. It'll probably get appended to the end. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, that's fine. That's usually how it works <laughs> these days. It's perfect. That's fine. Oh man. Uh, well, this I would is hate deep. to deprive our dear listeners of us singing. <laughs> is all I'm saying. This is deep in the heart of hockey. If you couldn't tell, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and. <laughs> You know, whatever. It's we're about whatever anymore. Um, I mean, it's still loving the time of our coronavirus. So exactly, it is May eleventh, uh, which means that I have been quote unquote working from home for two months total, and um, also this is our episode one nineteen. Yeah, it is episode one nineteen. A hundred nineteen episodes of this bullshit right here. Uh huh. I realized just now that we forgot to celebrate on episode 112 that you could listen to one episode a week for two years. Oh, damn. Yeah. Let's do that now. You can listen to one episode a week for two years <laughs> plus seven weeks. Plus an extra. Like, that's like a bonus. It's like feels like when we're doing like one of those like uh, uh, infomercials. Bonus seven weeks. Bonus seven weeks. For the low, low price of absolutely free. We don't even do ads. We, do, we don't. We got that sponsored one. that one episode. Yeah, we did ads one. You know, I will say this. So it took, I didn't get that shirt that they gave us. They gave us a bunch of swag for that, right? But Mary yeah. gave it to Mary because she was the one. Uh, I, the one I was the one that negotiated it. Yeah. Sent it to Mary. And she finally gave me my shirt over... Over Winter Classic, because I visited. Yeah, you were in my condo. Uh-huh. That shirt's real fucking comfy. I wear I it really all the time. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good shirt. A good sweat-wicking shirt. It's great for working out. I wear it to work out. It's my favorite running shirt. So, yeah. yeah. Second yeah. second ups for ProHockeyStock.com. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, just so you know. Like, deep in the heart of hockey approved. Uh, yeah, let's get started on the content that we have so we can get to the content that we really want to talk about. Uh, so there was one article this week that the fine people of The Athletic are attempting to talk about real things. Which I completely condone because A, that's their bread and butter and B, somebody needs to be talking about hockey. That's fair. Yes, exactly. It, it is extremely good job them for managing to stay on task. Good, good uh, job. Props. <laughs> However, it was a mailbag by Sean Shapiro, and one of the questions was, would you trade John Klingberg for William Nylander? No. And obviously, Sean's answer started out with, 
Well, at first, I was just a hard no. But then, he changed his mind. And I felt very betrayed because he used stats to do it. Mm. And logically, I could definitely understand where he was coming from in that Nylander is an excellent scorer. We need a lot of scoring help. We will have to pay a shit ton of money for Klingberg's next contract, which is coming up very soon. And by paying a shit ton of money on Klingberg's next contract, he is not going to be young anymore on it. No. And you've got another Jamie Benn slash Tyler Sagan situation. Mm-hmm. But also, no! I know! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you... Wait, so are you changing your mind? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, so first of all, no. Second of all, also no. Third of all, I don't care. No. Yeah, and but reading that made me have such a visceral reaction. It made reminded me... A lot of how I got into sports in the first place, which was watching Manchester City. Uh Uh-huh. And the first year I watched City was 2011. And they were an okay team. They won the FA Cup, which they hadn't done in many, many, many years. Because they had just gotten a massive influx of investment capital from their Saudi billionaire owner. And then the next season... They won the I'd premiership. I'd like to have a Saudi billionaire owner. No, you wouldn't. They're very corrupt. But I would love a billion dollars. I would love to be a billionaire. I don't know. Actually, I would not want to be eaten. No. Don't. I would yourself. like to be independently wealthy and or live in a state where I don't have to worry about my level of wealth correlating with my happiness. I would like to have enough money that I never had to worry about bills. Ever. Ever. And also things I want. And things I want. But see, that would be the part of, like, not having to worry about bills. Because I would get to ha- get all the things I want and also pay my bills. Yeah. Because right now, right now, we are in a delicate balance of, I want this thing, but I can't because of bills. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I worry about bills. I would like to be in a place where I can, I can have the things that I want within reason. I'm not going to go out and buy a fucking yacht. I wouldn't use a yacht. I don't like the water. Um, but also have enough money to pay all of my bills <laughs> all the time, anytime I need to. And emergency bills. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to have to worry about money. No, yeah. I never, I, I would like to really want to do think the things about I want to do. Yeah. But regardless of yes, sorry. one's was current ownership situation, I started watching Premier League, like I said, right in then 2011. And then the next year City won the whole league in 2012. And, but the reason I started watching and the reason I got so into City is I really loved, they had a bunch of really big personalities in their defense. So like Joe Hart, the goalie is like this, he's still a very weird dude, you know, funny guy, laddish, but funny. And then, you know, they had a couple of guys who were all super close and I really loved their friendship and they would all banter with each other and like make fun of each other. And that's just the kind of camaraderie that I really, really love. So we they won in 2012, and I was a huge fan, and, like, fucking got me through a lot of shit. And, like, but as happens in sports, those guys from went from being at their peak, you know, 24, 
to 26, 27, and inevitably all of them got traded away or retired. And it felt like, it felt like my fandom was being traded away. Yeah. And I've come to feel that way about Klingberg. Like that was the visceral reaction. It was like, I could see actually this deal for Nylander making sense in a certain world where Nylander wouldn't be asked to play stars hockey. Um, Cause I think that's actually the big catch that no one wants to admit. Um, Cause it's not like Tyler Sagan is still is bad at offense or anything. And you know, right. like he might've had a down year, but like there are mitigating fucking factors here, guys. I just don't know if I could, I am not prepared for the day that I will have to accept a Dallas Stars team without John Klingberg. Like, I think that would be a seriously hard thing for me to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, you feel more strongly about Klingberg than I do, having purchased his jersey. That's how strongly you feel about him. Twice. So, um, yes, twice. Right. Of course. Because Winter (laughs) Classic. Um... (laughs) I, I, that would be losing Jamie Ben for me. Right. At that, at this point in time, he is my only golden calf on this team. Mm-hmm. But I would still, I would still watch if, if Klingberg went away. But I think emotionally, I would hate it a lot. And like, I also just think it's not a good idea. No matter what the stats tell you, I think it's a terrible plan. Well, and I, I don't think, I mean, it was clearly a fan question, right? Like, it wasn't spurred sure. by rumor. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. But I mean, like, even looking at, like, the idea that, you know, all of these factors in play, blah, 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 I still, I still wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, no, I... But it wouldn't make me stop watching. But if they traded, traded Jamie Ben, what if they traded... Stop ja- watching. You would stop I would watching. stop watching. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of how I'm like... If he retires, that's a different story. Very different. You know what I mean? Very different. Or, or if it's like one of those things like when Ryan Callahan got traded away from the Rangers and ended up on the Lightning for like a Twilight season. You know what I mean? Like that. those are different things. But Is like, he still playing? Or you mean Martin Sa- Ma- Marty St. Louis? Maybe I meant Martin St. Louis. I don't remember. Is Ryan Callahan still playing? I'm pretty sure he's still technically playing. No, he's former. Huh? He is currently under contract to the Senators, but he is he is listed as former. Huh. Oh. I don't remember anything happening anymore. Like, anything happening. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Fair, either order. way, either way, I mean, like, once they're past the prime and once they're at this point where I, I agree that trading him would be the thing that is best for the team, like, then sure. But right now, I do like, it absolutely would not be the best thing for the team to lose Jamie Ben, even with Jamie Ben being technically past his prime as a hockey player. Yeah, and I just, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that will work from, how that will play out for me in hockey. Because it was very technically the best thing that happened, you know, for all of these different pieces to be replaced. Company obviously got to retire and he was my boy. But... All of everybody else were just not as good at their jobs as the people who came in after them, you know? Yeah. And as yeah. one of those things where it's like, you couldn't fault the team for doing it. But also, I didn't want to watch those people. 
No, I feel you. I I feel like saying I would stop watching the stars is like strong words. I yeah. would have to see how my my heart felt about it. Um, because then, like, I mean, I only own Jamie Ben jerseys, right? Like, mm-hmm. I bought a Sam Gagne jersey that one time, and we know how that turned out. So like, it's just Jamie Ben at this point. So I. I would my what what would probably happen is that my fandom would follow Jamie Ben wherever he went. Uh, but if you still wanted to keep talking about the Dallas Stars, I would keep talking and writing about the Dallas Stars, but my heart would not be in it. Yeah, well, so that's my thing, kind of a little bit with City, is that I still like cheer for City, and if the City is playing a game, I will watch the game. Obviously, there are many complications to that now in my post-cable life. But they're the, you know, the the team I cheer for and the team I look for on the matches if I'm going to a brunch, right? But my fandom isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. My heart's not in it the same way. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, what the difference would be for me if Jamie Benn got traded is that my heart wouldn't be in it anymore. And I think, and and I was talking about this with a couple of other girlfriends. Part of it, I think, is because, and you're in a similar spot. I don't really have a hometown. Yeah. I mean, like, and I don't have a hometown team to cheer for. If I did, it would be Kansas city, anything. And I don't particularly like football. And I got made fun of as a kid for, as a, as a little girl for not knowing all of the things about the Kansas city Royals when I was eight. And so I just decided that I didn't need to be, a baseball fan fan. You know, I enjoy it, but... I think my sister was probably trying to impress her uh, boyfriend at the time, but she once ribbed me so hard for not knowing the name of the quarterback for the Steelers because he's from Pittsburgh. And he's not even from Pittsburgh. He's from a town in West Virginia outside of Pittsburgh. And I, she seriously, like... I mean, made fun of me. Like, this was something that everybody knows, and why didn't I? And now I know that his last name is apparently Roethlisberger, and he's also a sex uh, offender. But yep. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where I looked at her, and I was like, what the fuck? Who are you? Second, second of all, like, f- football is so beneath my caring or, like, notice that I didn't know that New York City had a team. <laughs> Let alone two. <laughs> Let alone Apparently they have two. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about other sports. Like, I really don't. I, I grew up, my dad watched soccer, so I watched soccer growing up. I know most of the rules for soccer. I don't really like watching it because it takes so long. But, and that's kind of silly to say because I feel like it's the same amount of time as a hockey game. But Shorter, way, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think for me it just happens so slowly because it's yes. such a big fucking green and I'm just like, "Oh god, they're just running again." As a rule, it takes about 95 minutes for a match and a 15 minute intermission. And yeah, they don't and have then there's extra time and all that kind of But they of never thing. have yeah. commercials. So a hockey game right, takes right. 3 hours. Right. Which I do appreciate that soccer does not have commercials, which is great. Um, But, I mean, like, I've sat and watched, like, Premier League games with my dad. Um, So, I mean, 
soccer after hockey is the is the sport I probably have the most exposure to, and then it's closely followed by basketball, and then everything off drops off the edge of the table, and I don't give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. So you know that's kind of where we are with sports in in Marin's land. Yeah, and I, I just anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing to confront in myself because apparently. <laughs> Quarantine is a time for self-reflection. I can't believe we've spent this long just talking about whether or not we're going to treat Clayburg. <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode and we only got two questions for it. Well, technically I'm cutting out a lot of it, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, the other thing in speaking of self-reflection, apparently the AHL has had enough time to reflect and instead, today, they are canceling the rest of the season. I mean, that makes sense, given the way that their travel works. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, so it, I'm kind of curious as to when the NHL is actually going to pull the trigger on that. They're apparently having another meeting tomorrow about how they can continue the season. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. Have so that what? meeting. I mean, if they come out of it canceling it, then it'll make sense. But anything other than that is going to be like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe read something from a doctor. Yeah. Maybe look at uh, Korea, which is having a surge in outbreaks now that rules have been relaxed. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they're good. They're good at this. Like, they've been good. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Like, Korea's been the ex- shining example the of how to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the let's, this is how you do it. You follow Korea's example, for sure. So, let's not follow Korea's example on this particular one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Or well, learn Larry, from their mistakes. Larry Joe did ask us a question related to this. We got two questions. Larry Joe, thank you very much for being shining an example of how to ask a question. Uh, how sad are you to see the San Antonio team fold without a send-off? And what does next season hold for the Texas Stars? A lot of travel. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, the, yeah. they went from having three teams in Texas that they could have, you know, homestands with and, like, home and homes and all that to having zero. Like, you know, after the Houston team left for Iowa and now... When did Houston the- leave for Iowa? Oh, it was like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, 2015, somewhere early in my Uh hockey watching. It was like, and it was entirely due to the fact that Houston technically didn't even want the team and they were charging them like an astronomical amount to rent the space. And so the team was finally like, okay, well, if you're not going to cut us any deals on this, we're leaving. And the owners of the arena were like, okay, we'll buy. And so they left and they went to Iowa. 2013. I knew it was somewhere in there. Yeah, I didn't just didn't remember. I couldn't. Yeah, um, but I'm I am really sad that the like we've already had the last game of the San Antonio team. Um, not that I liked them at all because you know Texas forever, Texas starts forever. But um, I mean it's it's sad anytime a team folds when the when the fan base is there for them and the the Sa- San Antonio loves sports. San Antonio mm-hmm. loves sports so much. And the idea that now they have a f- one fewer team to support and go watch games for is really sad. Like, yeah, they I, they really came out for the San Antonio. And it's not like they had attendance problems or anything like no. that. Like it's straight up. They were they're They're being moved so that they can be closer to the Golden Knights. Well, the Spurs sold the team. Right. 
yeah. to the people who own the Golden Knights. Right, right. And I understand that, right? Like, it's great for this Texas stars to be so close to Dallas, but, like, it is, that's just it, the tragedy of modern business, I suppose. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, like, it makes sense to me that, that you would want your AHL and your NHL teams in the same time zone. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make sense to me when the LA Kings had their team on the East Coast. Like, that yeah. was just nonsense. But, I mean, like, you've got the Bakersfield Condors as the AHL team for the Edmonton Oilers, and they're not even remotely close. That's true. But so, like Edmonton really, or, like, not even Edmonton, but, like, could, holy fuck, could Alberta support another professional hockey team? You know what I mean? Like, they've already got the Flames and the Oilers. (laughs) I mean, they're continuing to sell out Oilers arenas even throughout all of the bullshit they were going through. So I think so, but who knows? Who knows? Could I guess maybe the question is: Could they really afford an, another hockey team living there? <laughs> Given yeah. How hockey teams are. Yeah. How hockey players are. Yeah. Uh, what does next season hold for the Texas Stars? I mean, I think it's going to be interesting because, like I said, it's going to be, they're an island alone. There's nobody even remotely close to them anymore, so. Mm-hmm. And it's also, It's like, going to be weird. It's going to be weird to not have that rivalry. Yeah. Really weird. Like, that was made great because they were so close together. And they yeah. played so often. So often. I think they it's played, so like, true. 16 times. Last year. Yeah, honestly, I don't follow the AHL closely enough to know exactly how many times. But, yeah, it's going to be very strange to to not have them. Well, at least some people have come to good decisions. Is it time? What are you doing with your quarantine, Mary? I'm still watching so much Outlander. (laughs) So, I, um, I did, okay, so, okay, so, okay. I watched the first three seasons, right, on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then, because I did not want to wait for season four and five, which were only on Stars, to come to Netflix, I was like, fuck it, I'm re-upping my Stars subscription. So I used a different email so I could get the sign-on, like, you know, special that they had going on. Uh, So I'm now with Stars again. Even though the only thing I'm doing is watching and rewatching episodes of Outlander. So I watched seasons four and five, um, which, by the way, if you if you guys are following along at home, I do love a lot, but they are not nearly as strong as the first two seasons of Outlander. Like first two seasons are so good. And the third season and they're up like three, four and five are good. They're good. They're really good. But they're not like. I want to, like, make love to these episodes the way that I do the first two seasons. (laughs) Just FYI. But, so, yeah, I I re-upped my Star subscription, and I've watched seasons four and five of Outlander. And that is in between me going back and, like, I watched the second half of the third season. Then I decided to watch the second half of the second season. Then I went back and watched the first 15 episodes of the first season and then the last, like, five minutes of the last episode of the first season. Then I went, and now I'm rewatching the fourth season, because I've watched the first, second, and third season at least two times through the whole way 
in in total. But I've only watched four and five once, so I'm going back and now I'm rewatching four, four and five. Is did so, five wrap up the story or is it still no? Going? Well, okay, no, there are eight books in this series, and this was only the fifth book. So okay, no, okay, it's not done. But I will tell you, like, as far as I can tell, none of the seasons are ending on cliffhangers, like, which I really, as a as a watcher, appreciate because, you know, there are mm-hmm. things that they could do to make it end on a cliffhanger. It's not like they have to follow the books religiously. And in fact, like, I haven't read past the fourth book, but I know that, like, I know just from reading people on Tumblr and shit that, like, what happened in the in the finale of the fifth season is something from the next book. Um, so they're they're kind of messing around with stuff like with timelines and stuff just to make it a more interesting tv show but like i don't like i'm I'm very grateful that at so far nothing's been like what will happen with these people i mean like there's still questions of like it's still like a continuing story so it's still like okay well now they're headed off to this thing i wonder what's gonna happen there but none of this like she's been taken by people and will he get her back or will she die who knows so you know yeah i i know um i have been writing a lot i talked about that last podcast but i'm almost at thirty thousand words in this stupid book now I have to figure out what my plot is. And it's a romance, so at least I don't need that much of a plot. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, there, won't they? How does it happily ever after? Exactly. Um, and uh, I I took today off of work, um, which is why we're recording. Well, we're recording today in part because I was at my mom's all weekend. But in part, I was took, we were recording today because I took today off of work. And I have spent my day watching Outlander as well. <laughs> you are my fourth person, my fourth convert. And I'm just like, I'm just so proud and happy. Like my first convert, my very first convert is already in season five with me. Like that's how quickly she's been watching it. And it oh, makes wow. me so happy. The other one t- texted me today and was like, so I've, I've, I've made it to the part where Jamie almost gets hanged. And I was like, oh, shit. That means something really, really, really bad is going to happen in the next episode. Here's your warning for this. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm, let, let me I'm know when you get there. I'm six episodes in. I've just finished the end of the sixth episode, literally right before we hopped oh, on this Oh, God, call. the seventh episode is so good. <laughs> Well, I can tell it's about to be because it was, you know, uh, of what was happening. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's also about to get a lot more porny. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I, there is sex in the first episode and then it trails right the fuck off. And I was like, isn't this supposed to be really kind of sexy show? And I am. Yeah, but that was with Frank, her first husband, who doesn't count. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't want to say first husbands don't count. You guys have to watch the show or read the books to understand what I mean when I say Frank doesn't count. But Frank doesn't count. <laughs> so anyway, but I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I think, I think it's pre- extremely well written. And yes. I think there was only one episode where I was like, okay, this is kind of corny and you don't, this would never happen like this. And it was only about something very specific. And I think it was like episode two. Like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like, that this wouldn't happen. 
What part? I don't remember specifically what made me think that, but... Oh my God, seriously? You can't bring this up and not tell me what part? No, I just... It was just one of those things where I think Claire was running her mouth. Oh. And... Um, yeah, there there are a couple of her, like, anachronisms in the first couple episodes where I was kind of like, okay, you're just sell- overselling this a little too much. Yeah. Like, she turns to them and asks for iodine. I'm like, you've accepted you're in the 1700s. Why are you asking them for iodine? Yeah, so, something like, like stuff just, like that. Yeah, just stuff like that. But, like, it gets over that hump and gets way better written. Yeah. No, like, it was very early and I haven't had. And, yeah. And the writing has gotten very strong. Very, very strong. Very, yeah. very quickly. Yes. yes. And, honestly, it continues that way the whole way through. Like, it's it's such, even even when, like, sad and horrific things are happening, the writing is so good. So so good. Some of my favorite moments in the first season are in the 16th episode, which I still have only watched half of because of the rape. Fair. <laughs> which I refuse to watch. There's There are some things I know I can't handle, and that is just it. That's one of them. Yeah, dude, totally. I mean, it's if this is for entertainment, then you can nope out of whatever you need to nope out of. Precisely. I have also been reading, um, it's a trilogy of romance novels by an author named Marsha Canem 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 that I might have talked about before but um it's basically an English woman falling in love with a Scottish man in 1744 oh so exactly the same plot except she's not a time traveler (laughs) (laughs) basically uh, and these are the Camerons uh, instead of the Frasers or um, Mackenzies. But either way, uh, it is, it's the only romance novel I've ever read where it's actually on purpose broken up into two volumes, oh. basically. And like, and it's still like your traditional romance novel, like has historical romance on the spine and everything, not romantic fiction, but it's broken up into two. And um, it was basically because she realized that she had too much story to tell to make them have a happily ever after in only one volume. Oh. Which I appreciate because there was a lot going on between the British and the Scottish in 1744. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I have now done so much reading and research about uh, the uprising of 1745 that I could probably do a TED talk about it at this point in time. So if the politics of the day ever confuse you, just let me know because I'm like, I can help. Um, I also read a really cool thing. There was actually in Scotland. uh, Let me let me give you part of my TED talk right now. There was a uh, Scottish um, woman who got called Colonel Anne during the uprising because her husband, Angus Moy, basically signed on with the British to be a, to like basically lead his clan against the other Highlanders. Uh-huh. And she was so incensed by his decision that she went around and drummed up support for the Jacobites and was only two signatures short of being able to represent them herself in battle. Because apparently you had to have a hundred signatures of support to be actually be able to like lead them onto the field. Um, so she had to get somebody else and a dude to do it for her. But either way, she was the one that was like getting all of them to come and they were pledging themselves to her to come and fight. And she like hosted Prince Charlie in her house and everything. Like she was fucking phenomenal. Her name is Anne Moy. You guys should Google her. Very cool. 
I have also been doing a lot of research, but on Regency England, just because <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I'm writing. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you type a word and you're like, wait, when was that word first used? Because the other thing is like a lot of actually a lot of our words. Um, so like Shakespeare is credited with a lot of words, whether or not he invented them, he is generally the guy who wrote them down first. Right. And so he gets credit for first used. But you know who the second biggest person is for that? I don't. Jane Austen. Oh, that's cool. Because she was a very prolific author during that period. And that was a period of great technological change and that sort of thing, too. She, I can't remember exactly what it was. I was listening to No Such Thing as a Fish. And one of the hosts of No Such Thing as a Fish is actually a huge, huge Jane Austen fan. He does a improv comedy show called Ostentatious, where they do skits based in Regency England in the style of Jane Austen. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I would really love to see it at some point. Um, I don't know if he's ever putting it on because he's like an author, author now, whatever. Whatever, Andrew. (laughs) But they were talking about, and I think she she invented the word sponge cake. Really? Yeah, or is again credited to be the first person to write it down. Huh. Yeah. Like, just all this random shit. So anyway, you have to, like, I'm Googling half this shit to, like, see if these words were even around. <laughs> or, right. like, obviously hunting was a sport, but I had to Google shooting because I wasn't sure if they did skeet shooting. And target shooting was a thing, like, an X painted on a tree. Right. Skeet shooting didn't happen until after the Civil War. Hmm. Like, late 18... 18- It's like 1868 or something like that. Anyway, fun facts. Things that you would never have, like, never think about unless you're like, oh, wait. Wait, (laughs) this is a thing? Oh, wait. I know. Yeah, I know. So um, there was a, Anachronisms is reminding me of this fantasy novel that I read one time where there were so many anachronisms that it took up, like, the majority of the review, the scathing review that I wrote on Goodreads for this book. (laughs) But, like, she had things like, I mean, this was, like, a feudal, you know, fantasy society mm-hmm. where the, um, there was this thing that was happening and the um, way that they decided to deal with it was by taking blood and injecting it into other people because that would give them antibodies. Because somehow these people in this feudal society knew what an antibody was. Okay. They also made jokes about custody battles mm. and drink champagne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. I... Oh, boy. It filled me with rage. <laughs> like, every... I would, like... Every time I got to a new one, I if I hadn't been reading a, a library book, I would have been, like, Xing out entire pages. Like, how dare you? <laughs> like, either either write in the present day like you clearly want to, or, like, get somebody to read for you, read your book for you and tell you where you need to change it. Because, like, this is madness. What you're doing is madness. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I think there's there's a part where... Or at least for me specifically, it's like I have to write and edit later. Like I can't right. 
And and so there Which is Which you should do anyway. Like you absolutely should do that anyway. You while you've got you, a flow going, just go. You can't not edit later. <laughs> right. You've got to edit later. You've got so like what they suggest you do is like, you know, put the word elephant in all caps in there for a word that you need to look up later or something you need to research. Yeah. So that you, because most of the time you're not using the word elephant when you're writing. And if you are like use a different word, yes. kumquat, for example. Um, but just like either way, a word that you're not going to be using all that much in the text. And that way you can just find and replace and like, you know, mm-hmm. find these things later and deal with it after you've got a draft. But like, you've got to get through the draft, but you still do have to edit later. Like you can't skip either one of those steps. Yeah. Yeah. They are both important steps. I also finally started playing um Border I almost said Outlander again. Borderlands 3. Uh-huh. Which I haven't played one or two because I came to the video game game late and the people that I play with all the time had already played one and two. And so nobody wanted to play a co-op with me and they're almost impossible to get through unless you have somebody co-oping with you. But now we're, we all decided to start playing three at the same time. So I have co-oping buddies. So it's Yay. actually, yeah, it's, um, there's, there is a story to it. I don't really care about the story that much. Um, <laughs> uh, mostly once in I'm your just, life. For once. Well, because like, listen. No, you are just a generally a very narrative driven person. Same. I, I am. But the problem is there are so few really good narrative driven games out there. And I've played them all (laughs) and i've played them all multiple times and what i what i want all the time is a balance between something action driven and narrative driven and there are only a few studios that are putting those kinds of games out so like i've played horizon zero dawn i've played all three mass effects i've all four mass effects although we don't count the fourth one i've played all three dragon ages you know what i mean i've played uh, the Last of Us. I haven't played the second one, but I've played the first one. I don't even know if the second one's out yet. I don't remember if it is or not. But either way, like, played all these games, and, like, there's just nothing left. So, anyway. Borderlands 3 is fun because it's a shooter game, and I like shooting things a lot. But uh, as far as the storyline goes, I don't really give a crap. I'm just doing stuff because they tell me to. Last of Us 2 comes out at the end of this month. Just okay, soon. cool. I haven't missed it. There you go. Well, speaking of things we haven't missed, do we want to do stars charts? Sure. Let's do the thing again where I make you pick. Oh, I make you roll a dice. Uh, this week's, we're back in uh, page one of Google. Um, popped up on my page one that I hadn't been to this site in over a year. So we are back on The Cut, which also includes excellent headlines such as, How do I stay sober now? <laughs> amazing i need you to roll me a d10 d10 uh, we'll do silver three uh steven johns is a taurus fuck if i no he's a scorpio i think maybe I'm, i might just be completely off hang on i'm looking his birthday is april 18th Holy fuck, was I right? No, he's... God damn it, the cut doesn't tell me what the dates are. Hang on, I got it, I got it, I got it. He's an Aries. It's right before Taurus. 18th is on the cusp, I think. Aries, weekly horoscope. Even as you do your best to adjust to the world's strange and uneven new pace, 
you'll still experience moments where it feels impossible to live like this, where it feels maddening and unbearable to have your movements and your sense of possibility so constricted. But this week, do your best to remind yourself that even these intense limitations can't stop you from living. You might just have to move slowly, to take a few steps at a time, to reassess each choice once you've made it. There are ways to keep going, even now, as long as you're open to adjustment and change. That feels like all of our horoscopes. It does, absolutely. All right, I'm going to roll for this next one, just because I want to be able to roll. Go for oh, it. I dropped it on the floor, so we're going to do another one. <laughs> all right, two, Andrew Cogliano. Oh my god, I forgot he was on the team. I know, right? Hang on. I do not know his birthday. Well, my microphone is in my way. Uh, June 14th. That is a Gemini. It might feel as though you've been living in impossible conditions for far too long already. (laughs) Every cell in your body might feel like it's screaming out for renewed motion and energy, for fresh vigor and life. But the change that's happening right now is strange and slow. Just because it's not offering the wild rush that you usually seek, that doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Excuse me. (laughs) Don't rush into big actions when the small ones, each open window, each phone call, each gesture of solidarity and support, might already quietly offer what you need. Again. These are... Could be all of us. Could be all of us. These are not particularly good horoscopes. God. They're not. This is page one. I know. I'm disappointed. Roll a D8. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, D8? Okay. Yeah. Seven. Uh, Radulov. I don't remember him. I'm looking it up. I got you, boo. Yeah, but I now I'm like, well, last week I was fucking on it, and now I don't remember anybody. <laughs> well, you remember that Jamie is a cancer. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, so is Alexander Radulov, actually. Hey. Feels like there's a lot of cancers on the team now. Used to be all Geminis, and now it's all cancers. I feel like that might be the case, yes. If the best parts of yourself seem to have gone quiet in isolation, it can be easy to start believing that something inside you has been permanently damaged, that your brightness or confidence or ability to care has been lost. None of these have gone missing, of course. You are still you, and everything good is still there. And if it's hard to access the best parts of yourself right now, don't take it as a mark of weakness. To be fully yourself is to be in connection with other people. So use this week to reach out to those who bring out the best of you. I mean, sure. You know, sometimes I really want you to read my horoscope just so I know, but I don't really give a shit with these. It's boring. It's boring. You know which horoscopes I really like is I've been following Drunk Astrology on Instagram. That's good. That's the good shit right there. That is the good shit right there. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to talk about the other good shit? Yeah, let's do it. Sing us in, Marin. I will sing us in. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't do the Stars Charts theme song. <laughs> you didn't. Okay. Well, sing us in even better now. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturday, what a day, rocking all week with you. Woo! I sang happy days instead of happy things. I, we are all over the place this week. We are all over. Do you want me to redo it? No, we're good. We're good. We're just going to do it. We're going to. 
fuck it, we're live kind of situation. Fuck it, we're live. <laughs> oh, you're so not live. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Whatever. You knew what you were getting into when you pressed play. Did they, though? Oh, man. What is your happy thing this week, Marin? Oh, well. So, um, still not seeing my parents right now because uh, of the corona. But we did get to do a um, 45 minute long um, Zoom meeting on Mother's Day, um, where even the uh, London uh, portion of my family participated. Uh, it's also become a thing that my London niece and nephew will have their mom call me at like 1.30 in the afternoon so I can read them their goodnight stories. Oh. Which is quite possibly the cutest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, there are a couple of picture books that I purchased uh, from like like from Half Price or... Um, uh, my friend did an Usborne party one time and I got a couple of books thinking, I'll give these to one of the kids and then just never did. So now they just live in my house. Uh, and there's one that uses the word booty in it. So my nephew Jackson just thinks it's like the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> and so he calls me and he's, he's six. So like, of course it's hilarious to him. He calls me specifically for me to read him the booty book, the monster booty book. So that's very that's cute. what, Yeah. So, I mean, those and, of course, Outlander and Outlanders-related things and Outlander everything and Outlander, Outlander, Outlander. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I I did go to my mom's for, for Mother's Day. Um, we went and picked up flowers from the flower bin, which was probably not the best move for her. But the nice thing is that Boulder County has a actual, like, you can't go places without masks on law right now. Yes. So do, a lot of places do, I think, right? A lot of places do, but not Denver. So very happy that Boulder County has it because that's where my mom lives. And, uh, but that was a lot of fun. We, I went a little wild at the flower store and then I made her a big Indian feast and I made this chicken biryani that was so fucking good. It was so fucking good. Um, and then we watched Miss Marple, and then the next day we gardened a lot, which was a lot of fun. And I planted my little flower garden, too, with all the plants that I had purchased, which was seriously so many plants. And, yeah, that's my happy thing, is frankly, like, got to do some gardening like, I like weeding. <laughs> I, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard a person say, but good. I'm glad. I don't know. It's meditative. It's is meditative it? to me in a way that, like, running isn't. Like, I can just zone out and, like, think whatever. And I don't know. I really like it. It does hurt my back, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I've been doing more dishes, I think, than I ever have in my entire fucking life. And let me tell you about how much my back hurts all the time. Yeah, dude. Like Seriously, it's bad. So many fucking dishes. So many dishes. So, so many, many dishes. dishes. I've done, I've cooked, like, I've done so much cooking. I'm so tired of cooking all the damn time. Why does my body always need to eat every single day? Yeah. I. It's exhausting. I got back to cooking a little bit last week, which was really nice because I had done no cooking because I was so busy the week before. 
And I enjoy it a lot. I do. And I obviously I enjoyed it a lot on Saturday too, because I made I made the biryani, which is a process. Like if you've ever made biryani, it's a process. Never and, made biryani. And then I made sog, which is way less of a process. <laughs> That's easy. You can do that. <laughs> but like it was a good two and a half hours of cooking. And you know, but it's more fun when you're doing it for other people. Like, that's the thing about cooking for me. I don't like cooking for other people because there's a lot of anxiety in that for me because I know I'm not particularly good at stuff. Mm. And even when I think I could, like, I would look at a recipe and I'm like, this looks easy. Uh, it somehow always fucks up somehow uh, in some way, shape, or form. And, like, I don't mind eating my own fuck-ups, but I don't want to make other people eat my fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. Well, so. And I think, but you... I mean, you make good chili, you've made good mac and cheese, you make that stuff for other people. I do, well, yeah, and chili, chili is easy. Chili, you just throw a bunch of shit in a pot and let it simmer for a million years. Ah, <sighs> good job, one pot meals. God, I love chili so much, though. <laughs> I have a bunch in my freezer. I had, I had some in my freezer, and then I ate it all, and now it's gone, and I could make more, but that would mean remembering to get shit from the store for it, so <laughs> haven't done that yet. All right. Well, we've got one last listener question. Thank God for Andrew. Yeah. Let me read this one because you read the other one. Go for it. Andrew, too cool for Kelly L.A. asks, in the tradition of Outlander and the Legion of Vidisos, what is that? Going on. Okay. If the NWHL could be transported to some historical or fictional universe, which one would be the best stories. I mean, my uh, my first answer is uh, the Amazons of uh, Wonder Woman. See, I was thinking it would be fun if they were in like a fictional, like less. I was thinking more of like Star Wars if they were all their own like pilot squads. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? I was yeah. Thinking- I like that. I like the Amazons too, but I like the idea of them staying in their own groups still. You know? I mean, you would have squadrons among the Amazons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have legions, I guess. Sure. Or whatever. I don't know why I can't. Uh, I don't have the Rona, but I cannot keep my throat clear. Allergies. Yes. It's so many bad allergies. It's true. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Okay. Either one of those is good. I like our, I like our decisions. I think the other thing I was thinking about today with re Outlander and time travel was, and I know we've talked about this a little bit more, but like, just if I was going to be not hanged as a witch, right? Like, how would I not be hanged as a witch? <laughs> and I also can't see. Like, if I got transported to somewhere and I didn't have my fucking glasses, I can't see. Yeah, I have, um, I have a couple of issues that would need to be addressed. Uh, I have asthma. I have real bad allergies. I have very delicate skin. <laughs> I have I have horrendous hair. <laughs> I can't see for shit. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'm I I have some other minor issues, but the seeing is a major fucking issue. Like, I can't see. And now I'm like, and I know people throughout history can't have been able to not see. So I'm just like, 
it would like how yeah <laughs> how is our well, fucking species survive i mean they did they did invent glasses at some point yeah they weren't like but also like people survived through the dark ages true did they though a lot of people died in the dark ages. a lot of people died in the dark ages but somehow our bad eyesight has remained in the species so the gene survived i mean yes it did it did and partly it survived because now we can have glasses and the people who can't see aren't killed off by things they couldn't see <laughs> And so they're procreating and making more kids with bad eyesight. God damn it. I blame my parents. Listen, listen. It hasn't been survival of the fittest for a very long time. I know. I know. But like also for it was and this fucking gene survived. (laughs) I know. Somehow. I know. I agree. I also need glasses. I agree. (sighs) Did you know the craziest thing I ever learned about people with blue eyes, by the way, is that we all have a common ancestor? One common ancestor. I Not did like know that. A little group, but literally one common ancestor. Mm-hmm. I did know that. How weird is that? Did you know that people with red hair have more Neanderthal uh, DNA than anybody else? I did not. And that's what we have for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Random science facts you probably already knew with Marin and Carolyn. <laughs> This has been deep in the heart of hockey. Or uh, as our friends like to call us, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn. And you can find us on social media. We don't have a joint account like those creepy people on Facebook. But uh, I'm at Classlicity on Twitter. I am at Marinish on Twitter. And I guess we do technically have a joint account. We um, do. I wasn't going to say it, but we do. <laughs> it's at Depart Hockey. Yes, yes. And uh, you can also uh, find no. You, you can, can email us, us email if you have a random whatever. fact about time travel. How long travel. has it been since we've done this? Who even knows? God, time is immaterial. There was we had an entire debate earlier this week about whether or not 2018 existed. So I think that we finally decided that we could prove that it did, but I don't remember what our proof was. So now I think it doesn't didn't anymore. I oh I oh, did our prove group that it could formed. exist. <laughs> Our group was formed in 2018. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That was the only the only proof that we have. We have an actual that... picture from 2018 of us hanging out together. <laughs> who who believes that though? Pictures can be doctored. You think the moon landing was real? <laughs> the deep fake is actually 2018. <laughs> I didn't have any nibblings born then. I can't say it existed. Anyway, uh, you can email us if you have proof about 2018 existing. At deep heart, deep heart at gmail.com. Fuck my life. Honestly, we don't get enough emails to that account, so please email us your proof that 2018 existed. Uh, you can also uh, follow us at our blog, which is deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Good riddance <laughs> to this podcast. Oh, man. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. around. We're too busy singing (laughs) to put anybody down. (laughs) What, did did Marin have the greatest hits of the monkeys? Yes, she did. (laughs) 